Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, the voice of MMA in Utah, Zach Partridge. What up, dog? You were supposed to get punched in the stomach today. Yeah, so <laughs> truth be told, so Cole's going to try and break me in half. <laughs> and so he wanted to wait till after my fight so he didn't feel like if he like cracked a rib or something or, you know, broke probably something. That it, it was after my fight and didn't disrupt. I mean, how stupid would it be if I... If I had to go into my fight with a cracked rib because we, we pulled a stunt on a podcast. It's probably smart. Probably ill-advised. Yeah. So probably for smart. all of you that are looking forward to watching me get hit, I'm just going to keep dragging along. I promise this bet is going to get paid <laughs> up on. I promise. We, we uh, can't make any more bets until you, we follow through on this one. No, but uh, I mean, it's coming. We're just, we're just trying to be smart with it because I am fighting next weekend. I do have some tickets still available, $70 tickets and 35 GA tickets, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I promise that that fight, there will be a lot more punching. It'll be a lot more fun. To, it'll be worth it. And then, and then Cole can, he can punch me in the body and he can fold me in half. I'm not worried about it. I know you're a man of your word. Ugh. I'm excited. Ugh. So we just had four fighter spotlight interviews that we just knocked out. Some good, really good ones. I cannot express how excited I am to see Camp Malfaleo fight again. It's crazy that you ask him the question about his his demeanor change, and I'm literally was going to ask the same question. It's, like, there's something different about. It's different. I mean, I mean, when somebody says I want to be, I want to be known as the most violent heavyweight around. Which, by the way, Zeke just showed. Well, he just showed. It's like, oh, oh, good, oh boy. And and this wasn't just a. You could see the confidence in his face. Oh, this, yeah. this wasn't just a. Hey, I want to be the most violent person. Well, like, there's a confidence in that. So. Connor always said too, and I think the reason why he was so boisterous on his rise is he knew he was training like an animal, and he believed that that was unmatched. Whether it was or wasn't, everybody trains like animals at that level. Yeah, but he believed he was doing more than everybody else. It gives him that confidence, and when you have that confidence, um, <laughs> dude, we're watching Colby versus me. <laughs> uh, when you have that type of confidence in your preparation, it, it, it pours out into other aspects. And I think that's what we're seeing with Kent. I mean, Kent's always been a hard worker, but I think we would both agree. He stepped it up a couple matches. He's stepping it up. Yeah. And Ahmed's no joke either. No so joke. like, it, yeah. it, rightful so. So like, I, I expect a banging fight, that fight. Yeah. It's going to be good. We had Mio Strong on. Yeah, that'll be fun. That was awesome. She's making her, her MMA debut. Yep. So yeah, it's, and, then, and then some amateurs from the steel fist card that I'm fighting on. It's it's gonna be fun. We actually will be doing a giveaway next week for the fierce fighting card. Uh, we'll have the details all worked out. Yeah, uh, hopefully by Monday. But yeah. yeah, we'll be giving away two cage side seats. Um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. So I so I have a question for you. We're okay. gonna go into the UFC news cycle of things before we break down this card. All right, the UFC just released Luis Pena for domestic violence. Yeah. They did not release John Jones after his domestic violence. Why do you think that is? I think one, I, initially when you look at it, I think it's wrong, but I, I don't I don't necessarily think that the UFC is playing any favoritons because Luis Pena had an, had issues with this not that long ago. Well, substance this abuse. Substance, but I thought there was but a domestic he, violence in, before with him. He got arrested for theft. Okay. Um I think 
I don't think we know all the details from John Jones's and we do know a lot of the details with the Luis Pena. Like it was, do you think that the, the release from the UFC might be coming from John? Cause I don't, I don't think, I don't think Dana releases him. I think if the details came out that they were as bad as Luis Pena's see, that's the issue. I think Jones and his fiance, I think there may be a little bit of a cover up about exactly what happened on their side. It just, I, I, something just seems off with that situation. It would know enough that his, his longtime coach and mentor and friend said, sorry, you can't come back until you get some stuff figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, By the way, John, to me, John, to me does not seem like the type of person that's going to go back now. Why, why hasn't the details come out with the John Jones things? I mean, we know she was bleeding, right? We know her kids were with her and said they don't want to go back into the room. And I, why has I nothing believe, else come out? I believe it was the kids who called 911. Yeah. Why, why are we not getting those details? All we're getting is him tweeting stuff about him and his fiance in the car. And it just, it, it's a bad look. I, I'm, I'm worried for her. I'm worried for his fiance. Well, and then he came out and he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting a PR person. Like actions speak louder than words. He's doing all that stuff, which is like kind of PR 101, right? Yeah. He's been involved in enough of these that he doesn't have to hire a PR person. He knows what a PR person's going to say because he's done this yeah. five times. Right. Um, you, there has to be some weight. Like DC made a comment. It's like, dude, you, you have to take responsibility at some point. You have to sorry. acknowledge, say, sorry, say you're sorry. It just, he hasn't even attempted to say he's sorry. No. And and he he's not even touched on the fact of, of what he did to his, his fiance. All he says it always talks about is his drinking. Or or that people don't know or whatever. Bro, she was bleeding. She didn't run into the door over and over. No. You no. know what I mean? So it's just like it's I would like to see a little bit more from the UFC on that. I really would. Well, Dan, I mean, you I can mean, see it in Dana's face, though. He's sick of it. But you don't release him and, and give the chance for, like, Bellator or somebody you like to go scoop up a John Jones either. But does anybody care? No, but you know what? But you know what's not bad for Dana? Just letting him sit on the shelf forever. You don't have to pay him anything. I think it's and, – and we don't have to dig – too deep into this but it's it's pretty sad when john gruden gets fired for some emails that are 10 11 years old and john jones is over there beating his fiance and did like what david carr said you yeah see what he said they did. he said every coach and gm should have to open up their emails hey you want put a mic in the locker room no put a mic in the locker room and nope. see what these guys are saying no nobody wants that nobody I, wants that it, i don't know i just have a different opinion on that type of stuff I, it just I think that context is everything. And I don't think that he's a racist or I, I just, I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. Let's just break. Let's just break down the card. I'm, I was just trying to keep around like John Jones, like UFC stuff, yeah. but it's just like, it's just interesting to me the the, the difference in the way it was handled. It I mean, Luis Pena is a lot less high profile than John Jones is. You know? Very true. It's just, it's, it's interesting, but I, I hope like domestic violence for me, for an MMA fighter, especially a trained fighter, that should be a career ender. If you are found guilty, I agree in a court of law with domestic violence. I agree. 
like we talked about it, not not just who was taken away or whatever, but if you were found guilty yeah. in a court of law on a domestic violence charge, you should be done as a combat athlete. I, I 100% agree with that. I really do think the details of Pena's things was what Dana was like. We just, well, and he has a substance abuse problem with drugs. and yeah. alcohol, You know, he has his own issues too. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Well, should we break down this this card for yes. Saturday night? You got your notes? Zach has his notes. All right. Let's jam through this card real quick. I First up in the strawweight division, we got Ariani Carnalosi against Estela Nunez. Uh, Carnalosi is 13 and 2. She stands 5 foot 2 with a 61 and a half inch reach. Uh, Nunez is 7 and 1. She stands five foot four, and Typology does not have a reach listed on her. I would assume just by looking at it, she might have a slight reach advantage, but that's just me assuming. And you know what happens when you assume. Yeah, you look like that. You know what? Yeah. What do you think on this fight, Zach? Who do you well, like? I, I actually really like Ariana Carnalosi. Okay. She's a little powerhouse. She's been the more active fighter. She has a win. Her last win was in the UFC. Um, we have not seen Nunez fight. She was fighting over in one championship, so at least she's fighting in a premier premier champion uh, or a premier promotion. But she also hasn't fought since 2018. Um, little skeptical on um, if, you know, ring rust for her, you know, how she feels coming in her first time being under the bright lights, UFC. She might be feeling some added pressure where, um, you know, Ariana, the, she's a little powerhouse. And, and she she's is. a finisher. She's a finisher. And so it just, um, yeah, I, I, I like Ariana in this fight. Um, I think she wins, and I think she gets another finish. Interesting. The odds are pretty close on this. I think it'll be a good fight and competitive fight. I, especially with the layoff, because everything is telling me Ariana wins this fight with with uh, Nunez coming in with such a, such a big layoff. Um, but after watching the weigh-ins, I'm with you. I like Ariana in this one as well. Uh, next up, we have in the bantamweight division, Brandon Killer B. Davis against Dana Batagrell Storm. Uh, Davis is 14 and 8. Man, I need glasses. 5 foot 10 and 72 inch reach. Storm is 9 and 2. He stands 5 foot 7 with a 70 inch reach. Now, this is a really good fight. This should be a great fight. Close fight. So one thing to make a note of is Davis got cut by the UFC. Yeah. Right? He lost four out of five fights. But let me, you know, Enrico Barzola, lost the NFC, got finished by that nasty knee bar from Zabit, got a win over Randy Costa. It's a big win. That looks like a good win now. It's a great win now. And then he loses two split decisions to Young Ho Kang and Giga Chikazian. Okay. Another – a split loss over Giga, that's aged well too. Oh, a win over Randy Costa, and, a, and, and then a loss over Giga, that that uh, you know, that's aged well. Those, those two, and then he gets cut by the UFC. He gets the old. By the way, we've got <laughs> we've got Jordan doing that. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's one years old and goes, whoops, uh, You know, and then uh, Davis, he goes on a four fight win streak outside of the UFC and he comes back 
Now, this is a really hard fight for him. Uh, Dana is he's very dangerous in a banger. But you know what? I, I'm actually going to go towards the underdog on this one. I like the value of Davis. He's on side of the momentum. He's been in there with people like Giga and Randy Costa. You know, like he can compete with those high-level guys. And um, Dana has some serious power in his hands. But I think Brandon Davis is ready for it. And I, I'm going with the underdog on this one. Ooh, you're going with the underdog. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. I, I think, think it's going to be a good fight. And I'm going to slightly disagree with you. That's I think Bata, I think Storm gets it done. Uh, next up, we've got on super short notice, seven days notice, Lupe Godinez fighting Luiana Carolina. Uh, Lupe is six and one. She stands five foot two with a 61 inch reach. Dread is seven and two. She stands five foot six with a 69 inch reach. Once again, Lupi coming in on seven days notice. She just had a freaking phenomenal fight um, last weekend where she just pretty much walked through Juarez like it was nothing. And now she's moving up a weight class uh, to fight Carolina. I, and she's favored. <laughs> and she's favored. Um, I am all over Lupita with her, the momentum that she has. Sometimes I'm like, ah, too quick of a turnaround. She didn't take any damage in the last night. She controlled her. Um, she's so physical. She's a dog. Like no weight cut. No weight cut. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in with Loopy on this fight as well. She's, she's gonna be a little undersized. She's, she's got a, she's at an eight inch reach disadvantage. But I think once she gets on the inside, she's such a powerhouse. When she gets on the inside, I, I, I think, I think her strength. Don't you think that? She's in a win-win situation. Even if she, let's just say she 100%. loses, we, you and I both agree that she's probably win. She's winning this fight, right? One hundred percent. But for her to step in like that, gangster, gangster like, move. I am all in on on Loopy. I just like the momentum that she's coming off and riding, just like doubling down on her momentum too. Yep. I love it. I love it. Uh, next up in the wealth men's welterweight division, we have Danny Roberts. <laughs> Hot Chocolate Roberts. That's his fight name. Hot That's Chocolate. I like that. Uh, gets Ramazan Amiv Gritz. Uh, Hot Chocolate is 17 and 5, stands 6 foot 1 with a 74 inch reach. Uh, Gritz is 20 and 4. He stands 5 foot 10 with a 68 and a half inch reach. Uh, how do you see this fight playing out? Mr. Partridge. I see the Russian smashing. Rule number one we don't bet against the Russians. Even about, I mean, from Dagestan. From Dagestan. You ain't betting against him, dog. Nope. Book it. That's a that's a that's a Trent special. Book it. Ten units. Book it. Ten units. All in. Sorry, babe. We might be sleeping in the doghouse if he loses. He's not losing. <laughs> Next up in the middleweight division, we got Andrew Sanchez Alderte against Bruno Blindado Silva. Whatever Blindado means. Uh. Sanchez is 12 and 6. He stands 6 foot 1 with a 76 inch reach. Silva 20 and 6. He stands 6 foot tall with a 74 inch reach. Pretty much a coin flip fight. It's another coin flip, but I'm going to take the value on the again another underdog with Andrew Sanchez in this fight. Um I'm a little biased I think to, towards some of these guys, but as you know, I I like to fancy myself as a the ultimate fighter historian. I've watched all of those yeah, over and over and times. over and over and over and over and over. And I think, and a large part though too, is I like to watch them and study those young fighters because you find some, some real gems in the show 
And but Andrew won the show, and at two hundred five, and he is when you can fight their whatever four fights in five six weeks the way that they have to on that show to win yeah. that show or win three fights in four or five weeks and then the, the finale later when in when you can perform and rise in that pressure pressure cooker of an environment forget the cameras and the reality tv show i'm yeah. talking about training two times a day with killers with potential future opponents the mental strength and the things like that i just i think that I feel like more often than not, the people that succeed and do well in the ultimate fighter usually have really good careers in the UFC. Yeah. There's been a lot more contenders and champions than I think people that have won that show that fade quick. And I think Andrew Sanchez, you know, he's had some tough matchups and he's had some tough goes of it, goes with it. But another thing that you have to look at with Sanchez too is he has a unique style at 205 pounds and kind of does that sideways you know, like karate, almost like Wonder Boy style. Um, middleweight. Uh, middleweight. I, I apologize. He was, he was 205 or on the yeah. Ultimate Fighter. They usually fight up yep. so they don't have to cut weight over and over, right? But, um, but you know, when he's at middleweight, he kind of has that back and forth style. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's he's going to be uh, – I, I, like, I like the value on him. And he has more – he has less fights, but he has more experience in the UFC yeah. against that high level of competition. I like it. You think you sold me on the underdog on this one. You sold me on the underdog. I'm going to go with Sanchez as well. Uh, next up in the featherweight division, I already know where Zach's going with this one. We got Ludet Klein versus Nate Landewehr. Mr. Highlight Klein is 17 and three, stands five foot seven with a 72 inch reach. Landewehr is 14 and four, stands five foot nine with a 70 and a half inch reach. Uh, real quick, where's Klein from? Klein is from. Clarksville, no, uh, Klein is from Slovakia. Yeah, yeah. He's from that part of the world. Yep. We don't bet people against people very often from that part of the world. And no. I'm definitely not going to vote against him or pick against him against this hillbilly. I can't stand Nate Lander. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about the guy. I can't stand him. Oh, he, he annoys me. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to watch him get smashed tomorrow night. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen to him. He's going to get smashed. I'm with you. I like Klein on this one as well. Uh, I knew where you were going with this one before. I can't even... stand Nate Landerweer. <laughs> He's so annoying. It's... Oh, man. All right. Freaking twerp. All right. Next up in the women's flyweight division, we got Manon Firiat against Myra Bjorno Silva. Uh, the Beast Firiat is 7-1. and one. She stands five foot seven with a sixty-six inch reach. Silva seven one and one. Uh, she stands five foot six with a sixty-six and a half half inch reach. I, I like the beast in this one. I think Fury is too aggressive and she just imposes her will in this fight. And I actually think she gets a finish. Really? Um, one thing I do like about there's a lot there's some women fights on this card, and a lot of these girls are physical girls. And as we get the, you know physical girls more and more of them into the sport. We're seeing more and more finishers in the sport. Something that's always kind of was a knock on women's MMA is there yeah. wasn't very many finishers. Well, we're starting to see some finishers come in. And uh, Ferriot, I think, is one, two, go for three, it. four, five, She's six, a finisher. seven. Seven finishes. Seven out, out of, of her nine wins are finishes. Seven finishers. out of nine wins are She's finishes. a finisher. She's, uh, my notes just I think she's just too aggressive. 
and, and she's not wild. Like she's not a berserker aggressive, yeah. but man, when, when, you know, when she's landing and she finds her range, she makes it count. And I, I like fairy to, to take control in this fight. I'm really thinking about this one. Okay. Are you um, thinking about whether you want to be right or wrong? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. does Silva has a chance to get it on the ground. Have we seen fury have a fight go to She's the ground? A big physical girl. I, I, she I mean, is. It, it, it'll be interesting. If it went to the ground, it'd be interesting to see. If Silva's got like, well, I think it was four submissions out of her eight fights. Yeah. And we haven't really seen Fury out uh, on the ground. What is Silva by submission? Let's let me let's let me just look at this. Because I don't know, but it's wasting money because she's getting. <laughs> it's plus seven fifty. Hmm. I'm going Fury out. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watch I can't, it get subbed like she gets subbed like thirty. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Uh, next up in the lightweight division, we got Jim Miller, A10 Miller against Eric Gonzalez, the Ghost Pepper. What's up with these fight names? I don't know, yeah. Hot chocolate, A10, the Ghost Pepper. Uh, Jim Miller is 32 and 16. He stands five foot eight with a 71 inch reach. Ghost Pepper, 14 and five. He stands five foot 11 with a 74 inch reach. Uh, Gonzalez making his UFC debut. Yeah, this is a horrible matchup for somebody making their UFC debut. Jim Miller is just too much of a crafty veteran. I think he gets it done, and I think he looks good in this fight. He's actually looked good in his last handful of fights. He really has, and even for, though he's lost him. Joe Selecki was in the fight. Uh, yeah. Vic uh, Pichel. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're watching the Col rewatching Colby Covington. And Colby just broke his jaw. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, I like Jim Miller. I think he just has too much experience. I think he gets it done in this fight. Uh, Jim Miller is, uh, I, I, I would like to see your Jim Miller by submission. He's a huge favorite. Jim Miller by submission is, uh, Miller by submissions plus 280. I like that. I like it too. I would, I'm going to go with you. A little sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle a little bit on there. All right. Co-main event. This has got to be the weakest co-main event in UFC <laughs> history. Ten years ago, okay, maybe. Man, Colby's a dog. He is a dog, man. Like he said, he had a broken jaw, and he's just standing in the pocket trading with. Dude, he is just. People could hate him all they want, but he's a freaking dog, and he can fight. Well, what's his name? Uh, Justin Gaethje just said, yeah. Yeah, "He's like I can't stand I, the guy, but, but he can fight. fight. He, he can, can fight." fight. He's well, that's that's always been like that. So remember, the first time I got put in Facebook jail, which I'm certain. Cer currently serving my sixth sentence uh and uh but the you know that's what we, we talk about the very first one was because i called the boy somebody a donkey boy because he hates colby and he couldn't even but he couldn't even take his bias out of it enough to be say he was a good fighter yeah it's like no dude he's he's the second best welterweight in the world right now yeah he really is and he might even be one of the top 10 welterweights of all time yeah he really might be and he'll never sniff UFC. Card. I told you before we we got on here. I, I who wins all in on Leon Usman? But who wins with him and Leon Edwards? Who? Colby? Yeah, Colby. Colby smokes him, right? He smokes him. Yeah. Hey, Leon Edwards, Jorge Masvidal. I like Edwards on that one. I love the fight. How dare I you? Love the fight. How dare I you? Love the fight. You know Edwards. You know Jorge's putting Edwards to sleep. I'm just, you I'm, think so? Oh yeah. You think he's putting him to sleep? Oh yeah. Three peaks walking out with a three piece and soda shirt. Everything. I kind of think um, – I, I don't know if 
Masvidal's all in. Like, I know he's game. He's doing his promotion. He's doing his promotion. He's got a little bit of fame. Things are going good. Like, you see him every – you're seeing him everywhere. Like, just – I'm not saying he's not going to be ready. I'm just like, there's I, there's I levels to this. Like, is is he at that level? Is well, it'd be interesting to see. Is his number one priority still getting a, a belt? Yeah. Uh, anyways, we got co-main event Andre Arlovski and Carlos Felipe. This is how much we care about it. We're talking about fights that are a month away. Um, Andre Arlovski is 31 like and 20. He's six foot three with a 77 inch reach. Felipe 11 and one. He stands six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. I think we're going to disagree on this one, Zach. I think we do disagree on it. That's fine, because guess who? If there's one guy on this card, I, I can't stand Nate Landerweir, but if there's another guy I don't really care for, it's Felipe in the UFC. He annoys the crap out of me. And and guess what? For a heavyweight, he hasn't had a finish since 2017. For a heavyweight, I'm like, mm, guess what? And he flaps his gums nonstop. And you know what? I don't even think he's that good. You ready for that? I don't think he, you ready? I think there's local guys here in Salt Lake City that would beat him right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Zeke versus Felipe, who you picking? Oh, Zeke probably puts him to sleep. Ben Moa versus Felipe, who you he picking? Can, I will. I mean, he could take a punch. We've hated. We we've watched him four times now in the UFC, and he's just won his last three. Yeah, but I don't okay. care against who. He's still winning. Split victories over Justin Taffa and who else? Jake Collier. Oh my gosh, that was the worst fight. That might have been the worst heavyweight fight of 2021. And Orlovsky's 42 years old, dude. Orlovsky? Orlovsky years old. Are you ready for this? Orlovsky by decision. Picks him apart, stays on the outside, stays away from big shots, like a savvy veteran. It's just a coin picks, flip fight. No, Orlovsky by decision. You heard it here. Orlovsky by decision. Let's see. That's Orlovsky. that's my bet of the night. I think this is the I think this is the best valued line. Plus one seventy five. I think this is the best value on the entire card is Orlovsky. I think Orlovsky should be like minus two fifty. Vegas is leaning decision in this one, big time. Well, that's because Felipe doesn't finish anybody. What heavyweight never finishes people? He yeah, he has twelve pro fights. Two finishes. You're pumped up about that's this. horrible. You're God, pumped. that's horrible. You're pumped up about this. I don't like Carlos Felipe. <laughs> he knows me too. You can't talk that much smack with a bunch of split decision decision wins as a heavyweight. I know. You gotta be out there sleeping, people. You know, Orlovsky has more knockouts than Felipe does fights. I've talked you into it, haven't I? You're gonna. I go- think I'm gonna go Felipe, man. I think oh. I, I just. It's just I. Can we can we double down? I'm on not the doubling shot? down on the body. I'm please, not. This isn't please, a like. Nope, this is nope, more of just a. Nope, this nope. is more of gets father time. Nope. Andre Olaski. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a big deal. I'm not. I can't. I'm not betting on this fight. I'm not betting on it. Well, you should. You should bet on Olaski because you'd win. I don't know about that. We're I gonna do. find out tomorrow night. All right. Or Sunday if we skip this. If you. Well, you got your bodybuilding show. I won't. See, I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah, I'll be at the bodybuilding show. Uh, main event, we got Norma Dumas against Aspen Ladd. The immortal Dumas is six and one, stands five foot seven with a 67 inch reach. Uh, Aspen Ladd is nine and one, she stands five foot six with a 66 inch reach. Pretty close to a coin flip on this one. This is an interesting fight, very interesting. Fight. Um, Aspen Ladd coming in, she was supposed to fight last weekend, yeah, two weekends ago. I think it was two. Let me scroll against Macy Chazon. Yeah, um, she's been trying to fight for a while. Finally gets missed weight. Missed right? weight big time by like four pounds. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 
She got a lot of slack that she's getting the main event slot on this, but I will give her credit because I listened to her her post fight interview. She's like, "Hey, this you don't, is supposed to be Holly Holm." She's like, "You don't think Dana White didn't, Sean Shelby didn't call other girls? Nobody else wanted it, so they called me." She's like, "I was probably the last person they called. It's not like they called her first. Yeah. She was the one that took the fight. So I, I don't, I don't hate that. It's a good way her. to get back in Dana's good graces. I think it's great. Yeah, it's probably she's the move. And probably, guess what? I think she wins the fight." Probably a more natural weight class for her. No, she's a 135er. I think she's listening to her post fight. I think it sounds like she's going to stay at 145. Oh, fight Amanda? Amanda, maybe, maybe UFC is going to bring in Kayla Harrison after it's all said and done. I, I don't know. I kind of think, I think she stays there. I don't think she's going to cut the weight anymore. I, I believe she stays. And I think she beats uh, Norma Dumont. Let's look at the odds on this. I want to say Aspen Ladd is a slight favorite on this one. Uh, she's about a minus 135. The comeback is plus 115 on Dumont. Um, fight goes to a decision is minus 106. I, I don't I don't really see either one of these girls getting a finish. Um, Ladd by submission plus 850. Dumont by submission plus 750. Uh, Ladd by KO is plus 300. I mean, I think you got to kind of go with the over. It's probably going to be stacked pretty much, pretty heavy on this one, though, right? Yeah. And sorry, I'm leaving. Uh, did you say Kayla Harrison and Aspen Ladd? She had mentioned that, hey, they're trying to build up that 145 division. They said UFC is going to, uh, you know, she's obviously going to be a free agent after she wins the PFL. So Kayla's going to go down to 145 now? She just was talking about it that maybe if she goes to UFC, maybe she goes down to 145. Uh, they don't, you know what? You ready for this? I think I'm done with the 145 for the girls in the UFC. Why? Unless they're going to sign like 10 of them. I'm I'm kind of out. Because there's just not enough of them? They don't even have rankings. That's true, too. They don't. Go look up the UFC women's 145 rankings. Yeah, I know. It's a don't. picture of Amanda with a belt, and that's it. Yeah, it really is. They don't. And they cut Megan Anderson because they don't have any fights for her. Megan Anderson is a good fighter. They shouldn't have any fights for her. So they cut her. Hmm. Bring back Megan Anderson and let her fight Aspen Loud if she wins this fight. Might be interesting. Yeah. I, I something tells me she nobody's tries. hanging with Amanda Nunez at 145 that's not named Kayla Harrison. Man, I don't think they're gonna fight because they've been training together. So I don't even know if you'll see them fight ever. You think so? No. No. You know why? Why? Because I think Amanda knows she'd lose. Probably. I would like to be a fly on the wall with me trade, though. It really would. I think Amanda knows she'd lose. I, I think I would like to be a fly on the wall to see that. So we're both on Aspen Lad. Yeah, I, we're both on Aspen Lad. I like the over. What's your DraftKings lineup look like? Oh, that, that. Sorry, Colby's just a dog, dude. I mean, Usman's the man, right? And but sometimes you got to give. Just because somebody loses doesn't mean they didn't have a bad fight. This is this, this is was a great fight. Was this the best Look, 170 pound title fight? Here this is a great. Here fight. comes the knockout. Yeah. Um, isn't this the greatest 170 title fight that we've seen? I can't think of one that's I mean, compared to this right now. The judges had this tied going into the the last round. Kobe wins this round. He he's, he's the champ. What what adjustments could Kobe make to beat Usman? Well, the problem the problem I see for Kobe he can't take these is, shots. The problem I see for Colby is um, to beat Usman. One thing that I think he where he has a little bit of an advantage of 
is Usman, I think, cuts a lot of weight to get to 170. Yeah. Where I think that's pretty close to Colby's um, walking around weight. Usman seems a little slow. Oh. With that jab. It's just that not, power jab. He's not as slow. Oof. Yeah, that hurts. Heavy. Um, Usman's just heavier shots, too. He's, he's more dense. Like, if you look at the two body types, Usman's oh, yeah. just more dense. Usman could walk on the bottom of a pool. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> it's I, – I, I, yeah. Oh, big shots. I mean, the fact that Colby kept fighting like this, though. Colby can't take those that power jab early on. He's got to find a way to avoid that that power jab. Well, so here's the thing: is this is this they're, they're, they they mimic oh. each other so well, yeah. right? They mimic each other so well, and both of them are. Uh, oh, he's hurt. Oh, yeah. Both of them are so. Yeah, he's hurt pretty bad. That's not a bad stoppage. Not at all. Horrible, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of think you got to let that go a little longer. In the title fight, maybe. Um, but, no, we we uh, we talk about, you know, when, when you talk about, like, Colby beats people with volume, right? Yeah. He beats people with forward pressure and cardio. And, and usually by a fourth, fifth round, people are wilting. Well, Usman's not going anywhere for five rounds. No. But the biggest thing with Usman is, is he's getting better. What, like you said, where, where can, where did, I mean, maybe Colby has gotten better, but has he done enough to surpass Usman? I don't think so. I, we're going to find out. That's the, that's the, the best thing about it. What? Like, oh, that jab. Oh. What, like, what could Colby do? stylistically get an even better cardio shape and make Usman wrestle and try and get him tired. And cause neither of them really wrestled in this fight. And they didn't wrestle. Right. They kind of just, they, it was kind of like a little gentleman's agreement of like, Hey, both of our wrestling's really good. Yeah. Like F that. Like what if Colby decides, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep this pressure and I'm going to wrestle you. Yeah. Does you that gotta, work? Get all to find a way to slip that jab somehow. Like that, that, to me, that was the deciding factor. But the thing is with Usman, the way he sets it up is, especially working with Trevor Whitman and stuff, Yeah, it's so clean and it's efficient. Yeah. Right? So he can pop that jab and just flick it, flick it, flick it, flick it, you know, and just keep pumping that jab out there. And I just don't think that there's a whole lot that Usman can do because that power, it's not It's not like he's exerting a ton of energy. Yeah. Um, All anyways, right, draft draft keys. Keys. Let's hear it. I'm going to Aspen Lab. Okay. I'm going Orlovsky. I'm going Andrew Sanchez. I'm going Furriot. I'm going with my underdog, Brandon Davis, and then Loopy Godinez. That's a pretty solid draft. Those six, those six, and that fits into the budget nicely. It's perfect. It fits perfectly into the budget, and I really like that a lot. It's cashing. Cash it. Go heads up with somebody. Have some fun. We'll see you guys um, Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see everybody Monday, but I mean – Oh man, I'm just watching this fight and I'm just like, I, I'd love to give Colby a chance. I'm going to rewatch it a couple more times. Just, Obviously we're going to do our breakdown. I, enjoy the fights, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the fights. We'll Dude, see look you guys. At Usman. His face is messed up too. Ali, Ali of bees. Is that guy, does he bug you as much as he bugs me? Yeah. He bugs me. He's a little slime. Yeah. Ball. He, I think he has a slime ball. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thanks for tuning in.
It's unnatural. It's unnatural.